this day we've gathered in your name calling out to you your glory like a fire awakening desire will burn our hearts with truth you're the to the one and only God today. Amen. Hallelujah. He is so worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, I see the King. Oh, Lord, my God, I see the King of glory. He's coming on the clouds with fire. The whole earth shakes. The whole earth I see his love and mercy 
Continue to speak that name, Jesus. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we worship you. We bless your name. We speak praises to who you are. Honor to you. Honor to you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of our praise. Isn't he worthy? Amen. Lord, you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our praise. Father, we, we read your words today in Psalm 122, verse 6. It says, pray for the peace in Jerusalem. May all who love this city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. And so today as we seek your face, Lord, we remember the nation of Israel. We pray blessing over them today, God. We pray your peace over them today. We pray your wisdom and your power and your discernment. And not only, God, would you bring protection to them, but you would cause a mighty revival to break out in that nation, Lord. Let people uh, just come to know you from every walk of life. Lord, let there be a hunger for you, Jesus. Let them see you as Messiah. Would you bless them in a powerful way today, God? We honor you. We thank you for the reminder that is ours to always pray for them. And Lord, we especially do this morning as they are under attack and things seem to be, at least in our perception, in turmoil. And uh, God, I thank you that you are the God that's in control. That there is no king that is more uh, that is control over you. There's no nation that is in control over you, but you are the king of all kings. And we trust you today. And we again pray blessing over your nation. And we pray blessing over your people here today. Lord, we thank you for these moments in the mighty, precious, powerful, incredible name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. It is so good, as always, to see you today. You look great. And uh, if nobody told you this week, you just you look great. And uh, it's just good to see you. And let's just take a few moments and just bring some encouragement to some people around you as we greet each other. God bless you. Our guests today, we invite you to grab that Connect card in front of you. Fill that out to the best of your desire or whatever it might be, but you can give us some information so that we can thank you for being here today. That would be a tremendous help to us. Again, fill it out, bring it to the, uh, uh, the guest relations table out in, the, uh, out in the lobby, and they'll have a gift for you. So if you could do that, again, maybe it's your first or second time here, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Ushers, thank you for your faithful service to us. If you can come, we're going to receive this morning's tithe and offering as we worship the Lord. Father, we are grateful for all that you are, all that you do, seen and unseen. And we give you this moment, this time right now to, in uh, worship and tithes and offerings to really uh, help us remember that you own us completely, that you are first. 
And Lord, when you're first, God, our lives have a, a tremendous power and tremendous value. Lord, bless this offering in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. some announcements today. Uh, we want to make a few of them. Uh, some important, important announcements, some, some happy, sad announcements. Uh, 
First one I'd like to make, uh, a really of most importance, Pastor Burt Flagstad. How many know Pastor Burt? Maybe you received ministry from him. Uh, we're excited for him because he's with the Lord today. He passed away and, uh, on Tuesday, October 3rd, and service information is there. If you would like to be able to honor his memory uh, and be a part of those, that would be fantastic. Uh, he uh, meant a lot to this congregation, him and his wife Dolores, over the years. And we are grateful and indebted to him for his service. And I uh, just want to remember him today, remember uh, their son Tim and his family. Uh, ladies' Day Out. Uh, you are heading, ladies, whether you know it or not, April 14th, you are heading out to Shady Maple in Lancaster. Van Leaves Praise at 9, bring money for food and any shopping. If you have any questions, uh, you can contact uh, Sherry. There's a number there and an email there if you have any questions uh, that you might have. So that's coming up quickly as well. Men's Breakfast, we talked about it briefly in Life Group this morning. Uh, men's Breakfast is happening on October 21st at 8 a.m. I would encourage you, bring, come on out. If you're, if you're a guy here, come on out. If you have, maybe you have, you know, middle school or teenage sons or, you know, a son you want to bring who can sit through a, a, a time of food and just a little bit of Bible study, bring them out and we'll have a great time. Now, don't drop them off. Like, you got to bring them and come in, okay? Uh, just, to, just to clarify that. You know, sometimes we need clarification. Um, but that'll be happening on the 21st at 8 a.m. And uh, also... Uh, next Sunday is National Speed the Light Day. Now, if we have any students here, you can do me a favor. Some students are like, oh, don't single me out. If you're here and you are um, uh, in, in Praise Youth and you have some Pendel Speed the Light or uh, just some Pendel or Youth Convention merch on, just stand up and just demonstrate that. Just stand up there. Stand up proud. Just a few of you, I'm not sitting up. I'm too, too cool to stand up. Stand up. Come on now. Yeah, there we go. Looking good. That's right. Represent. That's right. That's right. And uh, we just came back from youth convention last night about 8.45. We pulled in this parking lot, and uh, we had a great time away. And so next Sunday, we're going to have the National Speed of Light director, Eric Hoffman, here. And you don't want to miss next Sunday. Uh, he is not only passionate about Jesus, but he's passionate about equipping missionaries around the world, locally and around the world, with the equipment they need to bring the gospel uh, to people. So that, again, is next Sunday. Uh, make sure you're here for that. Um, October 28th. Now, this is one that we haven't done before, but really, we, we need your help. We really do need your help. During the week, you know, odd times in the year, the staff here will do some work. We might rip vines down over here. We do, we do different cutting trees. I mean, just different things that need to be done. But when the, with the fall coming in, there are some projects around the property, you know, uh, maybe it takes a couple hours that we really, uh, uh, men, really men, women, anybody who likes to work outside, we could really use your help on the 28th. Now to sweeten the deal a little bit, this is what we've done, is if you can come out at the morning of the 28th and the sign up is, is in the lobby on the counter, you can walk out of here and sign your name or sign somebody else's name up there, I don't care. Uh, but if you can do that, when we're done, when we're done, I have procured the premier cheesesteak maker in all of Delaware, Felix Battle. And he's going to help uh, uh, provide some cheesesteaks for everyone that will be a part of that. There's some light limb cutting and some trimming and different things we need done. But if you could make it out on the 28th just for a couple hours, 
Wrap it up with a cheesesteak. What a fantastic time. Again, the sign-up is out in the lobby. And then lastly, our uh, pastor started this past week. He wrapped up the Song of, so of Solomon or the Song of Songs study. And that was very, very good. Different than probably any study he'd ever done here, but fantastic. And uh, we're beginning the Gospel of Mark study. So that's happening right now on, uh, on Wednesday nights. Um, and uh, so make sure you head on out to that. And uh, Pastor Brandon, would you come this morning and uh, give us God's word? Thank you. Did I not turn my mic on? Is it on? No? It is. It is. It's on. Praise God. Quiet group today. Hopefully that will change. Without the air blowing, we don't have no filter, you know, no, no noise suppression. So we got to get moving here today. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, I want to ask you this morning. We are continuing in our Jesus Said series. And I want to see if this was your experience when you came to Christ. You, you had that moment. Maybe it was at an altar like this. Maybe it was at a youth convention or a youth camp. I think a lot, a lot of us, every time there was an altar call at youth camp, I got saved, you know. But weren't you glad, if you're like me, that the day you said yes to Jesus, all your troubles just went away? <laughs> Finances cleared up. Cash began to flow. You didn't know where it was coming from. The kids stopped talking back to you. Your wife, your husband started showing you affection and all of these things. No more pain, no more... We were on easy street. Is that, was that your experience? No, it was not. Obviously, I'm being very facetious this morning in that I, I was going to say, these, these should be your selling points. When you go to witness somebody, tell them all of these things. No more pain. You, your, your bank account will be overflowing. No, we can't tell these things because that is not the experience we understand today, I think any of us, I want you to say amen to this, we know what suffering is. Amen. amen. We know that it's a part of a, the human experience, even for believers. We didn't say yes to Jesus and all of these things just went away. No, we realize that although our hearts were changed and our lives were changed, there is still a prince of this world who is at war for your soul today. And there was a song written by Lynn Anderson. Maybe you don't know that name. Maybe you don't know the year, 1970. But it went like this. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. Along with the sunshine, there's got to be a little rain sometime. And so true of the, the Christian walk, the thing is, Jesus never promised, I'm not going to say Rose Garden, never promised that we wouldn't have problems, we wouldn't have troubles. I was, I was very bold, I, I tell this story a lot because it was just brought to my attention, my mom found this paper. I wrote a song that I sang at our wedding, and it was for Lynn, and I remember to this day, like people were saying, what did she say when she heard that? Now, she didn't hear it at the wedding. I played it for her prior. And I played it and for her, and she began to listen to it, and she said this, and I quote, Whoa, buddy. <laughs> that meant pump the brakes a little bit here. You're getting a little too ahead of yourself. But as I look at those cheesy lyrics that had to rhyme after each verse, and, but the intent was good. The intent was there. 
What I remember saying was, everything I was going to be to her for the positive. I didn't put a whole lot of, there's going to be tears, and there's going to be pain that I am going to cause you. Not that I, you know, not that I, and I can't say, maybe she'd have to tell you if I've caused her that kind of anguish, bring her to tears. But there are things we do to one another, not intentional sometimes, where we hurt one another. And we've all been there. You've been hurt. You've hurt somebody else. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus not only didn't say it was going to be easy, he actually told us it would be quite the opposite. And this is a long portion of scripture. Really, I wanted to concentrate on the last verse I'll read this morning. But this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's trying to prepare them. Now imagine, if you can, with those disciples, they're hearing Jesus talk about he's, he's going to be going away, and where he's going, they won't see him, and they're not comprehending this. And Jesus is speaking to them, telling them over and over again, and that's where we're going to pick up. This is in John chapter 16, and I'm going to start at verse 16. It says, Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And at this point, some of the disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more, and then after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. And Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while, you will see me no more, and after a little while, you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use that kind of language. But I will tell you plainly about my Father. And in that day, you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you. You have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus said to uh, then Jesus' disciples said, now, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see you that you know all things and that you don't even need to, a, a, to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. And Jesus said, do you now believe? A time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone for my Father is with me. And here's the verse. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. God, I realize that in this context you're, you're telling the disciples that you will be raised from the dead and you, they will see you again. And God, but for us today, 
Lord, we often go through times of struggle, Lord, and, and, and are unsettled. Lord, and we struggle sometimes to see you through all of that. Help us today through your word, God. Help us to be strong, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, these verses I read to you from the NIV, and they use the word trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. Other versions, instead of trouble, use these words. Maybe you're more familiar with these. Trials, sorrows, distress, and suffering. Anybody? Let me add some to that. Let me pile it on you this morning. Hurt, heartache, heartbreak, pain, grief, sadness, disappointment, discouragement, loss. Have I hit a nerve for anybody this morning? Maybe you are going through some of these things even right now as you sit and listen today. Several versions use the word tribulation. You've heard this word, but this in the Greek comes from the word thlipsis. I told Lynn, man, I'm struggling to say this word, thlipsis. There's a T-H-L-I. But this word means, and, and so true of so many of us, you feel hemmed in with no way of escape. And I want to ask you today, is that, is that you? Do you feel that way today? Whatever the situation, you, you just feel like there's, there's no way out. We've all probably been there to some extent, but some of us just feel like day in and day out, it's like Groundhog Day. I wake up and I'm praying and I'm pressing in, but I just feel like there's no out. Maybe you've been hurt by somebody close to you. Maybe heartache uh, just, just fills your life and you would say, I am the furthest thing from sensing the peace of Jesus. This is overwhelming to me. I want to tell you today that in spite of all that we can go through and all that we can find trouble within our heart, we can find peace in the person of Jesus Christ. You today can find the peace you're, you're seeking in Jesus Christ. Last week, if you were with us, if you weren't with us, you can watch this online. But Pastor had a, a series where we talked about the favor of the Lord. And he had three different videos of members of our congregation that in each way had, had a year of, of blessing, had something happen in their lives uh, that was uh, just, you know, they could only say it was the favor of the Lord. Alex and Marissa got married. Alex finally found the woman he was looking for. And she actually said yes. That was, I think that was the bigger miracle. Um, I got to give that to Alex. Chuck Allen found a new job that kind of doesn't even know how it came about, but it ended up being just the right thing. God knows just the right thing you need. If you will be obedient and live in his will, he'll open those doors. So amen to that job. And then we heard from Gene Hawkins and uh, just uh, uh, literally uh, a death to life situation. No hope. Denise called me on a Friday night. She said they're, they're bringing her home and they're telling me she's not going to make it through the night. And so it was one of those nights where I would awaken all hours of the night and just remember Gene and pray. And I'm fully expecting that morning I'm going to get the phone call. And then I got a picture of Jean sitting up in her recliner with a smile on her face. I was like, that is not, but that, that was the favor of the Lord. That was God touching her in a powerful way. Amen. Praise God. But I 
I called Gene this week and I asked, can I, can I share this part of your story? And she said, oh yes, and she, she gave me some details. We hear that and we say praise God and all of us say praise God to that. But Jean has known her share of suffering more than a lifetime's worth. And if you don't know this, I want to share this with you, that Jean has had five children. She lost a, a son in 1984. He was 30 years old. He had a fall and he died. That, in, that right there is enough. I can't imagine the pain of losing. And maybe many of you know that pain. I can't imagine what that is like. Only to then years later, lose another child in 2013, another child in 2014, and another child in 2016. And I would even be saying, Gene, if I could speak for you, Lord, you have my attention. Why? Why does this have to happen? And I think, Gene, you shared that. That was the question. And that's very understandable. Why, God? No parent, Jean said this as well, no parent should see the loss of their child. And here she lost four. But she said in the end of our phone conversation, that little bit of doubt, that little bit of why, Lord, she said he brought me through it. So, so much to the point that she, she, we saw last week in this video, she was glorifying God for touching her life. And I say, praise God for that. We may ask, you may ask, Lord, why? This is too much for me to handle. And I want to read just a, a portion of scripture. Romans 5, 1 through 5 says this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Like so many of us, and Jean had this opportunity to turn her back on God. God, you've failed me. Curse God and go about her way away from God. But she elected to say, God, strengthen my character. Lord, build me up. Make me more like Jesus. And she, she joys in the assurance she has and we have today in the hope of our salvation. And that only comes through the Holy Spirit pouring into us and we allowing him to do that. We all have a question to ask ourselves this morning. And that is, will I be overcome or will I be an overcomer? Gene, you're an example of an overcomer today. And we do this because Jesus has overcome that we have the ability to overcome as well. As I was preparing this message, I was reminded the very last Sunday night service we had, I spoke at. And that just ended them. No, I'm kidding. 
This was the week prior to COVID and the pandemic. And I actually spoke that night. And the next day I went on vacation to Florida. Lynn and I went down there by ourselves and we're down there and it's like, should we be wearing masks? Like, we, you, you know this, you know all of what everybody went through. None of us was immune. We all had similar situations. But that Sunday night, I, again, I'm not saying this to say somehow I knew. I didn't know a thing. All I did was I spoke a sermon that was entitled The God of All Comfort. And I talked about the struggles that Paul the Apostle went through. Maybe you remember these, and I'm sure you've heard these, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says that he faced many troubles, and I want to read a few of these to you. He says he was put in prison over and over. He was flogged an uncounted number of times. He faced death over and over. He received 39 lashes five times from the Jews. You know, 39 because 40 would kill you. That's what they say. And so five times he got 39 lashes, beaten, with three beaten three times with rods, once was stoned, shipwrecked three times, lived in continual danger, was often weary and in pain and was without sleep, hungry, thirsty, cold, and naked. He even talks of, in, in chapter 12, of what he calls the thorn in his flesh. Now we, commentators and Theologians have debated what that was, but he says this three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. Have you ever begged the Lord? Please, just, just take it away. The pain, the, the heartache, please, Lord, just take it away. But Paul says each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And Paul goes on to say, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work within me. And that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what is it that causes Paul to say, I take pleasure in my sufferings? What is it that causes Jean to go through what she went through, but yet last week we see her testifying to the wonderful Savior that she serves. What is it that happens? Jesus basically promised us we will have trouble. And if you've not experienced trouble, it's coming. In one form or fashion, I don't know how it is. Some of us have different tolerances for the things we go through. And maybe you would handle a situation totally different than me, but we've all been there and we all will be there. But along with that, there is also this wonderful promise. And it's found in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. It says, for God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. His promise is he would never leave you or abandon you. In those times, and we've all had them, you felt like God was distant. No, I want to tell you, he is there. He is there. He will never leave you or forsake you. The peace that we're speaking of today, Jesus tells them it will only be found in him. It will only be found in Jesus. We sang that song this morning, and I just thought, what, what a perfect song. 
I speak the name of Jesus over my sickness, over anything that I'm facing today, the name of Jesus. John 14, 27, Jesus says this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And then these verses you know well, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So I want to tell you in those verses right there, we have an obligation. We are tasked with our part in, the, in this equation. First, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And, the, and, uh, and tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Do you ever just take time to say, God, thank you? Lord, what, do I, what have I done to deserve the blessings you poured out in my life? And I want to challenge you that as bad as you think it can be and how bleak things seem to be, no, there is always something to be thankful for to God. He has saved you from death and brought you into his marvelous light. It says, when you thank him for all he's done, then, then you will experience the peace of God. And it says his, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There's another obligation on our part. This is our part in the equation is we live in Christ Jesus. I think it's time that we stop. I don't know who I'm talking to today. That we stop looking for our peace in other things. Finances, financial peace, we all want that. But I tell you, in the end, that's not going to change anything if you don't have the peace of Jesus Christ. Relationships, possessions, our careers, our ambitions, if we're looking for our peace, we can only find our lasting peace in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 4, 12-13, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. I want to tell you this morning that what you go through is for a purpose. We may not understand it. We, we read earlier that it's going to build our character, and along with that, our confidence and in our hope in, in salvation. But there is coming a day where we will be overjoyed. Have you, have you ever been overjoyed? I, I would think at the birth of my children, if I had to describe being overjoyed, that would be a time. But I, I have to ask myself that when things are not, and we all have to ask ourselves this, are we struggling, are we going through these things because of our own decisions? We want to blame God. We want to say, God, why? And God can clearly say, why? Because of this. Look how you've been living apart from Christ, and we are told to be in Christ. I want to tell you today, we serve the overcomer. The overcomer. I want to read a verse to you I didn't have for the screen. 
This is found in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, uh, 17 and 18. This is John's uh, writing. He says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. Our overcomer has overcome death and the grave for you and I this morning. He has put to, to rest our sins, my sins, your sins. When we come to Jesus and we lay them before him, he carries what we should carry. He was put on the cross for our benefit. And because he overcomes, you can overcome this morning. How do we overcome? We, st we say no to sin. We begin to say goodbye to the old way we were living. Even if it was just yesterday, say goodbye to it. And we say yes to God's plan for our lives. Have you ever had an opportunity to recognize, you know, uh, even, even the slightest victory in your Christian walk? Maybe it's something that you've struggled with. And maybe you've been in a certain situation where you, re you suddenly realized, hey, I didn't react how I normally would have reacted. Normally, I would have lost it, you know, and, and my, I would have flipped my top and done, done all of these things. But you, you start to realize, I didn't do that this time. And hopefully, that's a building pattern. Hopefully, that is the way to go. Maybe uh, you had the situation and you didn't, you didn't use such colorful language as you did last time. You know, I, I do want to say this. I, I've talked about this on Wednesday nights, and I used to tell my kids all the time, you know what? We as Christians all try to come up with these words that still mean the bad words, but they're not the bad words, so we can say them. It's the intent of our heart. It's the intent of our heart. I, 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 I told this story many times. I, I've had a, I had a niece who her word was, if she called you a pop, she had death in her eyes. She, she was telling you with that word, this is how I'm feeling about you, you pop. And I felt it. I was like, don't you dare call me that, you know, because I knew what it meant. Harmless word, intent of the heart. Maybe you are that way. I want to say, if you, if you recognize those small victories, celebrate them. So, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because I know normally I would have done this. But Holy Spirit, thank you for working in me. Thank you that I'm beginning to recognize that you care about me, Lord, and that, that you are changing me. You are making me more like Jesus. In the book of Revelation, I want to read this, these portions of these verses to you. We had a, a series back in the spring where we each took some of the different churches of Revelation. And Jesus basically closes each one uh, as he's writing these letters. And he writes to the, the one who overcomes. And I want to tell you, that's you today. If you, if you fight to the finish, if you overcome, this is what Jesus says. Revelation 2, 7, to the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to eat from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Revelation 2, 11, to the one who overcomes, he will not be harmed by the second death. Revelation 2, 17, the one who overcomes I will give the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone inscribed with a new name, 
known only to the one who receives it. I don't know what that means, but I can't wait. I can't wait to receive that stone and see what name God chose just for me. Revelation 2, 26 through 28, And to the one who overcomes and continues in my work until the end, I will give authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter and shatter them like pottery. And just as I have received authority from my father, and I will give him the morning star. Revelation 3, 5, He who overcomes will be dressed in white. And I will never blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and his angels. Revelation 3.12, The one who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will never again leave it. Upon him I will write the name of my God and the name of, of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. Revelation 3.21, To the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to sit with me on my throne just as, I just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Folks, that is a promise to each one of us that overcomes, that presses on and goes through the difficulty seeking Jesus through it all and saying, Lord, show me, teach me. I've, I've been there, I can promise you. I went through something and then thought, I ran from the problem. I just wanted a quick getaway. That's how I felt. But no, the Lord comforted me and said it was time, and he brought me through it, and he, he just ordained my steps. I want to tell you this, it's how I came to be standing in front of you today. So if you don't like that, take it up with him. He, he brought me here. But if we will be obedient and walk with the Lord. I want to read the, one, the verse that we read in the beginning. From the message version, John 16, says, I've told you all of this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've, I've conquered the world. You know that phrase, take heart, what it means? It means to cheer up, to liven up. And Christians, we can't be walking around just looking like, oh, woe is me. What is appealing to that when you're talking to your coworkers and your family members thinking, that's what you want me to be? That's what you want me to live? No, we need to walk with the assurance and be revived in the fact that Jesus has overcome and we benefit greatly from it. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples all of these things and he's telling us today as an encouragement because he knew there's going to be difficulty. Folks, whatever you're going through today, I want to tell you, Jesus knows. Would you call on him? Share it with him. Say, Lord, I don't understand. Show me, God. Help me, God. And I want to tell you this, it will be worth it in the end. What you do for Jesus Christ when you endure to the end is not in vain. It is not lost on God. He knows what you've done. This is, a, I, I searched this because I was like, there's got to be a song written about it. Yes, see, he's coming. <laughs> this song is written by Jaron Davis. He's a well-known songwriter, but I'm not familiar with this song, but these lyrics, the song is called, It Will Be Worth It All. He writes, it'll be worth it all when we see Jesus. 
Every mountain, every storm, every tear we cry, it will be worth it all. When we see Jesus to his lovely face, just to hear him say, well done, will be worth any price. So I want to assure you today that what you're facing, as difficult as it is, pales in comparison to the joy that we will receive on that day. And God will have known and will have brought you through it all. And if you will, if you will overcome, if you will persevere, there is great reward. There was just a great joyous occasion that is to come. So ask yourself this morning, will I be overcome or will I be an overcomer? Will I allow the difficulties I'm facing and the challenges I'm going through, will I allow them to distract me and overwhelm me? Will I choose conflict over peace? Look at, look at Jerusalem today. Everybody's fighting for peace for Jerusalem. We pray for peace for Jerusalem. But here it comes, and many times in our lives, we're just, we're just trying to live our lives. We're just trying to fly under the radar and, and live in our peaceful world, but we can't control what will be done to us. But we can control how we respond. And Jesus says, take heart. Be encouraged, be lifted up, be revived. I have overcome. And know this, he wants you to be at peace, but he wants you to be at peace in him. Let's pray today. Father, thank you that your promise is you would never leave us. You would never forsake us, God. And Lord, I know that there may be many here today that are just feeling like they are on an island by themselves. I've been there. Friends tried to help, family tried to help, Lord, and it's just not enough. They mean well, they're well-intended, but God, it is you that makes the difference. And I'm praying today, Lord, that you would touch those of us, God, that maybe are facing something that seems insurmountable. God, make a way, help our vision and help our spiritual eyes to be opened, Lord, to what it is you're at work in our lives doing, God. Help us to be built up through it, God, that will come out on the other side of it stronger in our hope and in our faith and in you, God. But Lord, there are those times where we're, we are saddened, God, and we need a touch from you. If that's you this morning, I just want to have you slip up your hand. I don't need to know the situation. God already knows the situation. And I just want to pray with you this morning. If you're going through something, you want me to pray for you, please just lift your hand. I see it. One, two, three. There's hands all over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Father, you, you already knew before we came in here today what these folks are facing, God. Lord, let them feel your Holy Spirit surround them. Lord, let them sense your love, Lord, and Lord, and be able to press on through, God, with you by their side. Lord, let us not neglect to recognize you, to thank you, God, for all that you've done. But Lord, in this instance, right now, these hands that were raised, they need you, Lord. So I pray by your Holy Spirit, you would flood their lives, God. Lord, that you would touch them. Lord, that there would be their day of, of talking about the year of the Lord and the blessings that you've poured out, Lord. We can all do that. We've all had plenty of things that we can say. But Lord, when we're, when we're down and, and just discouraged, Lord God, help us, we pray. 
God, touch these that rose their hand today. And for any of us, Lord, that is facing challenges, God, would you have your way, Lord? Would you be blessed and glorified in our lives, God? We give you the praise now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Hans is coming at this time to serve communion. Thank you, Pastor Brandon. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And kind of in that same, that same vein, Matthew 26, 26 says, As they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and he blessed it. And then he broke it into pieces, and he gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine, and he gave thanks to God for it. And he gave it to them, and he said, Each of you drink from it. For this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. We have an expression that we've used over the years in our house. Maybe you can understand the sentence, sentiment. We'll say something like, if we're having to do something difficult, maybe it's a, a, a month of having to endure something, we say, think we say this, and we can do anything for a month. Or if you have to go through a certain day, and we'll say, we can do anything for a day. I mean, I've been there. You're like, we can do, we can do what we have to do. And uh, one of the reminders from this passage is that Jesus is saying, there's going to be, a, I'm not going to do this again till I do it with you. There's a better day to look forward to, no matter what you're facing. And Pastor Brandon addresses so well. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're having to walk into, no matter what you're having to deal with or endure or whatever it might be, no matter what that is, there is a better day ahead, not just here. You know, we can have some good days here. But when you compare these days to what we have to look forward to one day as believers, there is no comparison. And so remember that. Be encouraged by that. Be encouraged that, that God's going to be with you no matter what and also that there are better days ahead to celebrate and look forward to. And when we receive communion together, that's one of the things we get to do. Can we stand together this morning? Let's hold this bread in our hands. Lord Jesus. Lord, we honor who you are today. We thank you for your body that was broken for us. Lord, as, as you make clear that you gave up your life, no one took your life. Lord, you allowed it to happen so that your suffering would produce life for generation after generation after generation. And God, we receive your broken body today with grateful hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive it together. Lord, we hold in our hands a symbol of your blood, your very real blood that was shed for us. Lord, we see it in, in images and
pictures and paintings. But Lord, if we had been there, we would have really sensed and known that you gave literally everything you had, even your very blood, so that we could be cleansed, so that we could be made right, so that we could be uh, right with, with you. And Lord, as we receive this together today, we remember not only the giving of your blood, but the power that is in it to transform, to change us. And we receive it in that power today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Let's receive together. Amen. Amen. Just take a, just a, just a moment. Just worship the Lord. Just with your words, just, just, just speak praises to him. Just give him some worship. Give him some honor. He deserves it. Lord, we worship you. We're so grateful for who you are, for your sacrifice, for your blood that was shed, for your body broken. Honor to your great name. Honor to you, Jesus. Honor to you, Jesus. Worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Lord, we give you thanks today for who you are, for all that you do, all that you want to do, long to do in us. Lord, as was spoken today, God, help us to be a people that trust you no matter what. When we walk out of this place, help us to trust you. Help us to do things that trusting people do. Help us to act in a way that display to uh, ourselves that we trust you. Even if we don't have the, the feelings of trusting you and we don't have all the, the fruit of it yet, Lord, we know it's what we should do. So help us to do again what someone who trusts God would do. And Lord, we'll trust and believe you that you will fill us and that you will give us what we need as we act in faith. Lord, we love you, we honor you, we give you praise and worship. Lord, help us to be a light as we leave this place wherever we go. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.